When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves or they were pushed out by outside forces like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Knock out this Q&A. <laughs> Q. Q and A, Q Q Q Q and A. That's to the jingle of Moo and Oink. Who, I don't know what that is. Never played Moo and Oink for you? Mm-mm. Oh, dog! You're about to hear. Sounds made up. It's not. It is a local commercial from Chicago that all the kids loved. And let me make sure the volume's there because I want everybody. You're gonna get the video. But everybody else will get the audio here. Better not be some stupid ad on this shit. Whoa. I love it. I love it. <laughs> They're so happy. Scream for ribs. <laughs> Whoa. Wave for catfish. Scream for ribs. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, man, that is a that's just a little kid that would come on and people would just be like, "Yeah." I love local commercials like that. Chicago had a wealth of them. Yeah. A wealth the one that oh. that I remember as a kid that still that is still going today. This business has been in business mm. for forty years. Uh, uh, Cook's Pest Control. Looky, looky, looky! Here comes Cookie. Cook's <laughs> Pest Control. It's like, you know, like, listen. They're not expanding. They don't need to. Everybody knows the jingle. They're just dropping in to remind you of it. <laughs> K A R S cars for kids. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. Oh, yeah, that's what's been for going kids, on so. forever. 
What, oh, uh, what's going on, dude? I was uh, pull yourself together, Kyle. Well, I've took a nap. Yeah, it rained in L.A. Oh man, it rained a lot. It rained I all night. I was out on the balcony enjoying it last night, it. and then I was like, "Well, that means the jeep's going to be flooded," which it was. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. Bad, so I spent part of the day soaking up water. <laughs> Do you have any carpet in there or anything? Or is yeah, it all- I collects in the in the. The the tire jack compartment, so oh, okay. it's got plugged down there. I had to pull yeah. that out. It's, I mean, not like it's a nice car. It's, if it gets wet, that's what it does. But I would like it to get wet because I was out there doing cool shit, not because <laughs> I was just sitting on the street. Uh, traffic was nuts coming over here. People, I know traffic it's cliche. was nuts. It's cliche around here, but it's so true. People just, they can't drive in the rain in LA. Nobody does not I had a show last night. Nobody came. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, yeah. Everybody's scared. It's, it, you know what? It's like of all the like of all the excuses, the best one in LA is just oh, it's right. Oh, I'll just have to, I'll just have to stay in. Hmm. I I love it. I love an excuse to stay in. I used it today. Couldn't I, go bike riding. Couldn't get rad. I love a good rainy day, and we don't get enough. What do you think? We get about it rains about once every three months here. About four or five times a year, we get rain. Well, now. Now that it's quote unquote winter, yeah, it'll be coming. Now it's all now it's mudslide season. It's either fire season or mudslide season. Yeah, when I was working landscaping, I used to always love a good rainy day because you didn't didn't have to go in. And there's nothing better than like mm-hmm. I'd have to get up at like five thirty in the morning. Oh, for doing landscaping? Yeah, and there's nothing better than getting up at 5.30 and just hearing that downpour, and you're like, yeah. Then you text the boss, hey, do you need me today? And he's like, nah, stay home. I'm like, yeah. It's like, because you don't feel lazy about it, too. You're like, well, I tried to go to work. No, God gave me a day off. Yeah, I tried. But But then everything's going to go grow twice as much afterwards. Yep. yep. You're going to get got. That's, That's how they get you. You'll get got. I'm going to read this thing I just clicked on. It says, the effects of being a vegetarian, because, you know, I'm a vegetarian right now. Mm-hmm. This is what happens to your body when you <laughs> give up meat. For right now. Maybe next week I won't be. You've been, how, how long has it been since you've had meat? Since August. Really? Okay. Yeah, that I've knownly had some. So I think it was beef gravy at Thanksgiving. So I was uh-huh. like, this gravy's delicious. I'm putting it on everything. Hmm. Inflammation decreases. So that's good. Now, may- I don't really know what that means. What's inflamed? You know when you got sore joints and shit? Uh-huh. That's inflammation. Okay. Sometimes it means just uh uh like your organs and stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure either. You know, yeah. I'm not I didn't even read this. I'm inflamed. Yeah. Got my my you know we we know where the joke mm-hmm. we're about to make here. Dick. Uh this isn't fun. What's not fun? Just what I was reading. Here. Oh. Well, how do you feel? Can you tell a difference? Oh, yeah. I definitely know when I've been eating a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. I'm still eating crap, though. Yeah. And I'm also, I really, like, I didn't quit drinking, but I realized, I've been pumping the brakes. I have, too. Like, I got back Saturday, and I didn't drink Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, I had, like, a couple wines last night. But a couple wines, that's just good for you. I can't remember the last time I had wine. 
I, I got no problem with wine. It's just never on my radar. You know what? You live in a home now. Wine's yeah. good. You're not a wino. You'd yeah. be a wino if you lived on the streets. That's true. But at home, you're sophisticated. <laughs> it's funny. For one drink to like change perception based on where you drink it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, you sip on some red wine at home? I do like a little red it's good wine. Slow, slow, sleepy buzz. Mm-hmm. Slow, sleepy buzz. Kind of yeah. like getting stoned. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I like that. I'll have to try some wine, Kyle. I want you to be a wine guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever be a wine guy, but well, no, I'm not a wine guy. They're like, what kind of wine do you want? I'm like, red kind. <laughs> which colors? Which colors wines you got? I you used to have that in a, in a joke. I don't know anything about wine. I know clear and purple. <laughs> well, there's rosé now, which is pink. Oh yeah, which I thought that was just mixing the two, but yeah, fuck whatever. I know, whatever I know. <laughs> well, we did the Q and A episode, and we're really not delivering. <laughs> they deserve gotta, better than this. Got to ease into it. We're easing. We're both dragging what, ass. What don't we ease into? What if we attacked head on, Dave? <laughs> we attack some bourbon head on. Not today, but uh, I don't know. I'm due. I'm due for tying one on. We yeah. may have to we have to do that next week for Christmas. I had about, yeah, I had Christmas about five episode. or six. Well, we're gonna take, we're gonna have a spe- very special mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward we'll to that. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We're gonna have the we're gonna have the Boogie Monster Christmas party at the <laughs> at the old ninety sevens concert out in Pioneer Town. Mm-hmm. So if you see us out there, say hi. And uh, we got got us a room at the old Blackout Shack right behind there. <laughs> yeah, the old Pioneer Town. I Motel. like that spot. One queen bed, Dave. Okay. <laughs> me, me and you, me and you, cuddling under a serape. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So if you hear two dudes snore battling <laughs> the Pioneer Inn Motel, uh, between two pillows, those aren't pillows. Oh, classic holiday. Oh film. man. <clears throat> man, we should uh, should we just go full bore out there and just do some mushrooms and then record. <laughs> How bad would that be? How bad would a would well, a podcast like, on like mushrooms to be, be old enough to know what drugs are going to do what? Yeah, I wouldn't even just I, I wouldn't be able to sit here and do that. Yeah, no, I gotta wander. I'm in the desert and I'm gonna yeah. have to sit down in front of a inside. No way, no way. <laughs> I gotta be out amongst the cacti. Yeah, that's how I live. Yeah, no, it'll be fun, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be. I, uh, I'm going to a show tonight. I'm going to see uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. Are you a fan of uh, Wheeler that Walker Jr.? That guy does Jr.? not break character. No. <laughs> he commits to it. He commits. Mm-hmm. If you don't know uh, Wheeler Walker Jr., he is uh, – Ben Hoffman is his real name. And, yeah, he used uh, to have the Ben show. Yeah, that show was funny. We t- Yeah, I think we talked yeah, about Yeah, that was stuff. a very funny show. But uh, Katie's coming with me tonight, and she doesn't know anything about... Oh, you're going to take a lady to Wheeler Walker Jr.? (laughs) And I was giving her a little sample today, and uh, I don't think she was impressed. I don't think she enjoyed... Yeah, I don't uh, think ladies get it. I don't think she appreciated uh, some of the hits such as uh, Can't Fuck You Off My Mind, uh, or Fuck You Bitch, uh, Eating Pussy and Kicking Ass, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, there's the crowd favorite, fighting, fucking, and farting. <laughs> Can't even say that with a straight face. This isn't going to go well. Fighting, fucking, and farting. Uh, better off beating off. Uh, sit on my face. That's a good one. And, uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of... <laughs> I hope he plays the hits. And you've tried to... You've 
attempted to let her know what was up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, trying well, to clue her in. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> we're going. Uh, she's going. Uh, our buddy uh, Rory Scovel is opening, so she's like, "I'm just going to see Rory." And I'm like, "Well, all right." You it's stick the whole show full of people with exaggerated Southern accents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what is this it just the whole time this is it just up there talking about his dick oh man but yeah looking forward to that tonight so just uh a night of debauchery i like it yeah let's play a sample here this is eating pussy and kicking ass well you're gonna play a lot of that song before they get to the punchline it's breakfast to him. Well, hell yeah, dude. Eating pussy and kicking ass. That's what I do. That's uh, <laughs> you got that. That's uh, that's uh, part of your relationship now. <laughs> you don't have to deal. Don't have to deal with that. Oh man! So what's going on with you, buddy? Nothing. You having dog trouble? You having plumbing issues? I don't. My neighbors do. Having a rough day. I have thin walls, so their issues are my issues. Yeah. Uh, I think we should cue these A's, man. Yeah, you want to cue these Q's? Cue the A. I'm looking. When Quentin Scott asked, "Why are you guys recording at 10 p.m.?" Uh, we're not, Quentin. That's just when I sent out the the thing. So that's how that works. <laughs> little little peek behind the curtain there, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, like 10 p.m. Like like, what if we were recording at 10 p.m.? That's not that crazy. We're podcasting bad boys, all right? Yeah. We don't follow no rules. Yeah, what time you go to bed, Quentin? We ain't in no studio. Go to bed at 8.30. Why don't you worry about what time you're listening to it? Yeah. Not about what time we're recording it. Yeah. You know what? Fuck you, Quentin. Quentin. Well, I was going to throw a little sass at him, but I was going to go that hard into it. JK, Quentin. Hard in the paint. Mm-hmm. Kevin Allen, I don't particularly like mole. I'll take a hike. <laughs> We're just going to be every question. Fuck this guy. Fuck him. That's stupid. You suck. He says, what else can I make with a bottle of chocolate chipotle hot sauce? Ooh, throw that in some chili, dude. I put dark chocolate in my chili. Get that deep, deep flavor. You could, uh, you could throw that in some chili. Throw it in some stew. I like a mole, though, man. I, I get that. I, no, it's I know weird. it's a weird flavor. I get that it's weird for but some you gotta folks. Come. But... I, I, I implore you to come around on it. Yep. Uh, Curtis Everett's Dave, when are you going to record a new album? Hopefully in a month or two. Hopefully very soon. When are you going to sell your old album? Um, what do you mean, sell it? Hasn't it still been uh, <laughs> sequestered by uh, your management or something? No, that's that documentary. That's... Oh, no, well, I thought you had your old album. Well, yeah, I did an old album, but, and I released it, and you know, I sold it. But oh, I thought you had copies of it sitting somewhere. Wasn't that you? No, uh-uh. they're sitting at a manager's office. Like I was like, why did you take it, your merch on the road? Like, oh, no, uh, <laughs> my manager uh, who didn't really do much for me. Uh, I had rec- I had talked about it for months. I recorded the album. It came out a few months later. 
and uh, mailed her a copy. And then at one meeting, she's like, so when's your album coming out? I'm like, all right, that's, <laughs> that's great. You're my manager, and you don't even fucking know that it came out three months ago. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing a good job. That I thought somebody else like had like, I'm like, why are you selling merch on the road? It's like, well, because I owe them like 500 bucks. Oh, okay, that was me. Oh, yeah, okay. I owed the uh, the record company my. I they gave me an initial stash, uh, a grip of them. I sold them all, but I still owed them some this money. Is like the scene from Boogie Nights, <laughs> and I didn't. I wasn't we gonna can't take the demos. We can't get the record deal. Yeah, I wasn't gonna ask them for a new batch when I still owed them money. So plus, nobody buys actual CDs anymore on this new album. I I mean, I'm probably not even gonna press actual cds i'll just do that. i don't know i saw theo vaughn would sell like a it looked like a backstage pass mm-hmm. on the lanyard and that would have the download code mm-hmm. i'm like all right that's like a fun yeah the download code. from the show and then mm-hmm. you still get the album but it's like basically yeah how can you get people to download it yeah how can you sell something after your show yeah and people download it but even that was two or three years ago when i put out that last album but like mm-hmm. I sold some, but like towards the end, it was just like people were like, "Oh, I yeah, I love you, and I'd love to have the album, but I don't even have a CD player." Yeah, <laughs> so well, that's why vinyl people like. Yeah, I've spoken my piece about vinyl. People mm-hmm. love to show that in their homes. Yeah, like, you know, look at my personality. Um, but then people buy that because it's more of a, th- a thing. Yeah, yeah, and they have, they have a download code in it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the spring. Uh, I just got to figure out where I want to do it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I got uh, this hour's ready to go, and I'm tired of doing it, so I need to go ahead. And yeah, I'm sick of all these jokes, man. Get it out there. Yeah, that's what Christmas time's for—not telling any jokes. Yeah, just living life <laughs> and collecting experience. Victor Varenkov was asking about vampires. That's a vampire name, Victor with a K. Yeah, Victor Varenkov. Scariest or best portrayal of a vampire in cinema, TV, etc. Ooh, hmm. Scariest vampire. I liked that movie Dracula. Who was it? Uh, Gary Oldman playing Dracula? The one that came out in the 90s? Is that with Tom Cruise? No, that's interview. <laughs> Just the way he said that. Is that with Tom Cruise? Was uh, that the that, one? That was all inter- the sexy ones? Interview, Brad Pitt? interview with a Vampire. That was oh. That one. Uh, this one was just called Dracula. I think it was Gary Oldman. And I wish Interview with a Vampire was just like, what's your previous experience? <laughs> well, for 900 years, I've been sucking all of this blood. <laughs> Okay. He's got a resume. Good. I see a I see a gap in your employment. <laughs> I was going. To, I went to Europe to travel for a month after college. <laughs> oh, so I'm German now. Do you have any special skills that uh, relative to this the position? Blood. I drink the blood. Well, see, you know, in today's uh, workplace, we're not going to be drinking a lot a of bat. blood. I can become a bat. Do you have any need for a bat? Well, I don't know. That's not really what we then do. Then I can here. become my person again. Okay. Well, that's, I only work nights. Okay. <laughs> Man, that would be such a good sketch. Oh, good one, good one. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to. What are the movies? I'm tickled by that premise. <laughs> that is funny. What, what was the, a uh, Let the Right One In? Did you see that? One? Ooh, I did see that. I did not know that was a vampire rule until that movie came out. What rule? About you? They have to be invited in. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Like you turn into a damn bat, do you have to invite a bat in? Yeah. Does the bat still have to just like hover in front of your door, like ask me to come in? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a good one because it was like little kids that could be evil, but also it was like friends with a little kid. 
So I more rain coming down. Oh man, it's just sunny. God, weather is crazy. Um. Uh. Oh yeah. Like what's all these sounds? Oh, it's the rain. It's rain hitting the apartment. It's coming down. But man, the cats have been freaking out. Yeah. Because they never, you know, they don't get a lot of rain. They don't know what's going on, and mm-hmm. they don't remember the last time it rained. You know. Oh yeah. So uh, they've just been running around the apartment, just freaking the fuck out. What the hell's going on, Dave? <laughs> a lot of new sounds hitting the mm-hmm. roof. Um, I thought Let the Right One In was a good one. I thought, um, not scariest, but I did enjoy uh, What We Do in Shadows. That was I haven't seen more that yet. Comedic I heard it was good. Version is silly. Um, who else was scaring me as a vampire? Hmm. Let the right one is the one that comes to mind right now. Mm-hmm. The original Nosferatu motherfucker was a real goblin-looking son I, of a I bitch. never saw it, but I, I but know. But seen, like, the stills. Yeah, like, like that very creepy. Yeah, yeah, that guy looked rough. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I, no, I say let the right one in. Vampires never... I never gravitated towards vampires. Me neither. That seemed... I appreciated uh, them, but it wasn't really my no, thing. No, but it was definitely more of, like, a... Gothy teen girl type scary bit. Yeah, you know, I did see all those uh, the well, Twilights. I saw all those because of an ex girlfriend. Really? She made me sit through well, all three of them. Was it three of them? Four I, of them? You're asking the wrong. Dude. And uh, just when what did it come out? Mid nineties? No, that was mid aughts. Mid aughts. Yeah, yeah. Were they any? It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't like frightening. It was more but, like of there a, could be a movie where like ah, you know I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I was compelled. Yeah, they were okay. But were uh, they sexy? Uh, yeah, everybody was sexy. Um, oh yeah, the same girlfriend was a big. Uh, who's the lady that wrote Interview with the Vampires? That Anne Rice. She was a big mm-hmm. Anne Rice fan, so, and yeah. uh, I actually read one of those books. I think The Vampire Lestat. It was in that universe. Uh, it was like, I don't know if there was a trilogy or four or five, but there was a whole series that was kind of based around the story of Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. And uh, it, it was pretty good. There was one where like the vampire was like a rock star. Like In, in modern days, he was a rock star. Oh, yeah, they always got. But uh, it wasn't bad. What's Spike? From? I'm looking up famous vampires. Oh, he's from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I know people love that show. I never saw that one. The Count. Somebody forgets The Count. I don't know that one. The Count. Count Von Count from Sesame Street. Oh, okay. I thought you, I thought you meant a movie. Did you not? Did, I do remember. How that. long before you put it together before he's called The Count and that's why he counted? I, maybe just now. <laughs> <laughs> One, come on, that guy. <laughs> I liked him. He was not scary, but man, I liked. Yeah, him. I, I like Sesame Street. Man. Well, I, I liked them all, but it, like of all the inexplicable creatures, by the way, there's a vampire that's going to teach you math. Yeah, <laughs> Big Bird used to creep me the fuck out. Just too big and just androgynous. Like I didn't know is that I was supposed to be a dude bird or a lady bird or they're birds. Just fucking. How am I supposed to fuck this thing? <laughs> I gotta know. Do I suck it or do I jam it in? <laughs> Snuffleupagus. I don't even know. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let it come to me. Yeah. Oscar was pretty cool. It was a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed some Sesame Street. They did Street. a good. They did a good job. Good service for the kids. I have mm-hmm. not watched that uh, new that uh, 
the neighbor, won't you be my neighbor? I heard it's oh yeah, I heard it's heartbreaking. Oh really? Not heartbreaking, but like not heartbreaking, but like so uplifting. Like you're just gonna cry. Out. There's also a movie with uh, Melissa McCarthy, and I know these aren't necessarily Muppets, but uh, where she's oh, yeah. in, a, in a world of puppets, but it's kind of like R-rated puppets. Yeah, they're like dirty puppets. What's the name of that movie? I don't know. But, yeah. That came and went real quick. I'd like to see that. Uh, Anthony H. asks, uh, who's your favorite fictional band slash musician? Well, that's ironic. I was just talking about Wheeler Walker. but Fictional uh, bands? Yeah, what? fictional bands. Like uh, he's Lone Rangers. Who are the Lone Rangers? That was um, that was from uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser, Steve uh, Buscemi, and uh, what was the name of that movie? Airheads. Airheads. And I like when they're describing their sound. He's like, "It's I'm probably a power slop. It's more <laughs> more of a power slop." I never gave that movie a lot of credit. wasn't either. bad. Uh, uh, Wild Stallions. That was uh, Wild Stallions. I'm going to say Eddie and the Cruisers. Okay. Okay. Uh, he suggests one that would probably be my answer: Soggy Bottom Boys. Oh, brother, where art thou? <laughs> Soggy bottom boys. But, uh, I think the band within the band of uh, within that thing you do when they're Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> I never <laughs> that saw that movie. Their, that was their. They got a role on a major motion picture. They were the band, this beach band called Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that one. That's pretty good. Favorite fictional musician. Oh, he oh, says uh, his is uh, Sexual Chocolate, which is yeah, yeah, man. That's what was his name? Randy Waters or uh, from from Coming to America? Oh no, no, no! God damn, that was so funny. That boy good. That boy good. He, they passed the uh, the church collection bucket around. The guy puts his chicken bone in there. Hell, I thought it was trash. Randy Randy Watson and Red, sexual chocolate. Randy Watson, sexual chocolate. <laughs> Leave the child in our future. <laughs> him now and let him eat way. <laughs> That movie is so damn funny. <laughs> so fucking funny, that movie. Oh, yeah. Rocket Marciano, right? Everybody, every time white boys don't talk about him, Rocket. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> yeah, he did beat his ass. <laughs> mm. That deserves a rewatch. Um, let's see. We got uh, Drew Brown. What kept you guys going during the soulless open mic grind phase of your comedy careers? I've thought about that. It's like, a good question. Going back, like, how did I keep? It's miserable. There's no doubt that it's miserable. See, I I didn't have that experience. Here's how, and I someone's asked me this recently. Here's what how I looked at it. It was like take anything that you're new at, that you're not good at, but you really like it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like the, how you yeah, feel yeah. about, you know, mountain biking stuff. You've admitted like, you're not great. Whatever your hobby is. Yeah. yeah. Because, and I, like, from day one, I wasn't good, but mm-hmm. I knew, and it wasn't ego or bravado or anything, but I knew that I could be good. I knew that, like, all right, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, but mm-hmm. I knew that deep down I had a little bit of talent. And so the excitement of, like, the progression, like, oh, I'm – you know, every time you write a newer joke or every yeah. time you have a better set, like, so during those years, just the excitement of like, oh, I'm slowly getting mm. better at this. Like, that was enough to make me kind of ignore the shitty open mics yeah. and the shitty shows and all that. But, and also, I like the whole, the whole world of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I drove in for, 
the four years I lived in Chicago, I'd drive to the city to do the shows. Mm-hmm. And I liked seeing everybody's progression. Yeah. Not just mine. Yeah. You know, p- plus, having to drive 45 minutes to do an open mic, you're like, oh, there's some, some steak here. So yeah. Like, I just better make it count. Bar- yeah. I was the same way. And I, I didn't always. Yeah. I was still get too drunk or whatever. But I still like seeing everybody. Like, oh, I like the way you change that joke. That's mm-hmm. fun. Oh, I like the way. Look at this. Okay. Somebody's brand new. Let's see how they do. Let's, you know, I like the world of it. Yeah. It's a bleak world, but mm-hmm. I still liked viewing all of it. And it, yeah, it gets a little boring week after week, but that's why it's like, all right, how am I going to make it not boring? Write mm-hmm. a new joke, even though you know it's like, that's what I couldn't understand is that people did the same jokes at open mics. At open mics. I mean, you had the open mics, which became real shows in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of want to do good. There's a lot of people here. And then I <laughs> do have a show this weekend that if I do good here, I could be like, hey, come see me on Saturday. Yeah. A real show. But otherwise, like, yeah, what? It, it's. I mean, I've made the metaphor over and over again, but yeah, it's the puzzle that's never finished. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, good, that joke's finished. Wow, write a new one that's a- as good, if not better, than that yeah. one. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, this is what I'm going to do. Same mm-hmm. thing. Any hobby? What do you do now that you know that you're like? I mean, I've been playing video games or whatever. It's like, oh, this is a challenge. Mm-hmm. You could either quit because it's a pointless challenge that you don't need, or you're like, bah. I, Got nothing else. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, you know, surmount this challenge. Yeah, I think it's just all perspective. Plus, I think I you can't gotta love it, man. You gotta love it. If you don't yeah. love it, you'll you will not last. Well, you started in Chicago. I started in Atlanta. Both pretty big scenes at the time. Probably even <laughs> bigger now. But like, I can't imagine. I, I would imagine it's probably a lot more difficult if you started in a really small scene where maybe you didn't have a big peer group that you could watch progress or you didn't have these series of goals like, oh, you know, if I get a little better, maybe I can start hosting at the at the comedy club or whatever. So yeah. we had all of those little tiers. And I remember like uh, the first time I got to host at an actual comedy club, I've only been doing it like six months, but that was a goal that I had set pretty early like – because there was obviously a difference from like the shitty open mic where 11 people would show up and then I'd go and watch the comedy club shows where like, mm. you know, oh, a big headliner's here and he sold out. There's 300 people. And uh, I've been doing my first one. My first hosting gig was at the Funny Farm mm-hmm. and I uh, hosted for Greg Giraldo. Yeah. And, and that was like I've been doing it like six months. But that was like a major milestone of like, holy shit, this place is packed. Yeah. I'm getting paid. You know, I get laughing at my jokes. People don't know who I am. Yeah, yeah. So just that transition from like, oh, this is so much different than an open mic. Mm -hmm. This it felt like show business. You know, which was my first experience at that. So just setting little goals like that, and just and just loving it. Just knowing that okay, I know I'm not very good, but I think I could be. Or if I would do bad, I'd be like, oh, I gotta get back. Mm -hmm. I gotta wash this off. Yeah. Instead of like, well, I did bad, so I'll quit now. And I get, you know. Lucky for growing up by cities where something was going on. I've had people email me and it's like, well, what do you do if I'm in the middle of nowhere? Like, start an open mic, go to music open mic. I mean, it's a it's a silly thing to move for comedy, <clears throat> especially if you're not like. I mean, it's just, I think it's a silly thing if you're in a town like I'm just gonna go to L.A. Like, go to the first, go to the next major city. Yeah, go somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah. if you're in the Midwest. Go to Minneapolis, go mm-hmm. to Chicago, go to Denver, go to St. Louis, mm-hmm. go but to yeah, Nashville. I feel like you have. You just said it's silly to move, but I feel like you, if moving you're not an hour, moving an hour and a half away, yeah, just I, for your life. If you're a young person, I yeah, just go 
Move, move to a city for a little while. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to move to a decent sized scene. Like I, you know, we travel and I meet local comics all over, and you know, sometimes you know, I'll be in some really small market, and I'm like, so what's the scene like here? How many times a week can you get up? They're like, well, we got one monthly open mic. And then every other Tuesday, we drive four hours to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, you need to just go ahead and yeah, move. Repetition. You move somewhere That's where you can get up. the only way you're going to get better, yeah, repetition. you got to get up every night. I, I think I've made this analogy before, but it's, it's like being a bodybuilder. Those bodybuilders don't get that physique by working out once a month or yeah. twice a month. It's when, every when day. feel like it. Yeah. Like you got to do – it's got to be a lifestyle. you got to do it all the fucking time. And you got, like you said, you got to love it because it's too much rejection and bullshit to put up with if you don't love it. You know, yeah. I, I've met comics who don't, you can clearly tell that they don't like it. And I'm like, then what are you doing? Why are you here? You just, you, you, yeah, you think you're going to win the lottery? Filling in the time before <laughs> the other job just takes over. I guess. Before they have kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What else we got? Ian Bowers, uh, if you came back as a ghost and were bound to haunt a single establishment for the rest of eternity, where would you choose? That's a good question. If you could pick where you... Would you have the same sensibilities as a person, though? Like, if you wanted to, like, oh, I would haunt this music venue that plays bands that I like, but then you're just like, I don't want to hear music tonight. I'd probably haunt a barbecue restaurant. <clears throat> yeah, but what if you could only smell it? Yeah, you never see ghosts eating. That would be funny if just a f- dumb fat ghost, slimer from Ghostbusters, barbecue sauce all over his beard. Yeah, that's how they know. Like, Boo! Leave me alone. I'm full. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I wouldn't want to do a church exorcism. I'm just eight. I can't be exorcised. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta let Get it digest. Get out of here! I barf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like a cool music venue or cool bar or restaurant. I don't know. Ballpark. You know, ooh, ballpark. Hang out nice at wood, Wrigley yeah. Field. Like a nice woods, nature. You know, yeah. right? if you're go, yeah. Well, you never know what the parameters are in a ghost. How far can you go? Man, that'd be interesting. A ghost at a ballpark who like somehow can affect. The performance of the game, like, well, I mean, like, they all believe in curses. Who trips an outfielder as he's going to catch the ball, or Isn't that angels in the outfield. I, I never saw that. I know I what you're talking about. I just know it's called angels yeah. in the outfield. That would be funny though. To like, what the fuck? That was clearly a foul ball. I think. I think outdoors. I think I. I, I, I don't know. I think I would cherish being alone, and then occasionally seeing one. Like I don't think I would want to haunt people. Yeah. You know, camping's already scary. Yeah. Now you're camping without being worried about bears. Maybe you can run into Bigfoot. Maybe Bigfoot can't see ghosts. Ooh, yeah. But then you're stuck with knowing you saw Bigfoot, but you're a ghost. And you're a ghost saying, I saw Bigfoot. Like, you're not going to believe what I saw as a ghost. Like, no, forget that part. I saw Bigfoot. Guys, we saw a ghost. You're missing the whole part of the story that I need you to tell people. <laughs> Joel Micah Harris says, do either of you have any superstitions? Ooh. Hmm. That's a good one. I had them when I played sports. Mm -hmm. I think all athletes, not all, but a lot of athletes are superstitious because sports is 
regardless of skill, sports is still such a game of chance. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, so I did something good. So what did I? What exactly did I do yeah. leading up to that? Oh, we talked about that. Let about me do that, that again. Yeah, that um, Malcolm in the Middle episode where he's bowling. Did I tell you about that? I don't think so. I don't remember. It was the best example of like OCD superstition mm-hmm. that because he's like in a bowling alley. It's uh, Brian Cranston's character, yeah, and he gets a strike, and he's like, "Oh wow." And he <clears throat> realized he got the strike, but his fly was down. <laughs> and he, so he goes to zip it up. He's like, nah, hold on. And then he bowls again. He gets another strike. So he leaves it. And throughout the course of the episode, like, this is just the B story. Like, the main story is happening with the kids and the bowling. But it goes back to him later on. He's like in the eighth frame. He's got no pants on. There's a crowd around. He's got to, like, take two sips of a drink, pat some guy's head, scratch both <laughs> ass cheeks. Like, all the things that he did leading up to it yeah. to get this perfect game. Like, I know this mentality very well yeah that was as a little kid i was super ocd and superstitious uh-huh. like the step on a crack break your mother's back thing yeah. went on to and sean Patton has a great joke about like then if i don't touch my asshole three times a president will die <laughs> i ask you this since i've been born has a president been assassinated <laughs> nope that's thanks to this finger and my butthole and three times a day that's what it's th- that's what you can thank for that oh that's good but i like i got obsessed with even numbers really everything had to be even numbers stairs i had to take i had to step every other step i had to walk sidewalks like were the blocks sidewalk blocks i had to do two steps or four steps at each one i never really even thought of this but i do a thing Speaking of even numbers, uh, knock, when I knock on wood now, which I will knock on wood just because we're talking <laughs> yeah. about knocking on wood. I don't even really. There's not a whole lot of meaning behind this, other than maybe a, a small touch of OCD. But when I go to pay my bill at a restaurant and then uh, I tip, let's say the bill's sixteen forty three, yeah, and I was gonna tip four bucks anyway. Yeah, I won't write. I won't tip four even to make it twenty forty three. I'll tip. You know, three fifty-seven to make the total twenty dollars even, and to cheat them out of yeah. Well, that was a bad example. I I, I could have done one where I rounded up. You know, I don't know if it's OCD, but I really like, like if I was to gonna, uh, skimp out. If I was going to tip gratuity, if I was going to tip three bucks, I you know on sixteen forty-three. You want the total to be even? Yeah, I always figured out to where, yeah, and, and I know they're looking at like you tip me four dollars and sixteen cents. I, I realize like that's my mom always likes to see it's easier like when mm-hmm. she was doing a checkbook. Mm-hmm. It was from there like seeing that balanced out. Yeah, and it's nicer than dealing with all the, the change and everything. And it doesn't really make sense because unless I did that with every single purchase, yeah. like my my account balance isn't going to be an even you know with zero cents. Yeah. But still, just for me, it's just it feels better to just lunch cost me twenty dollars today instead of nineteen seventy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know? nice. It's clean. Yeah, it's got a cleanliness. Yeah, to it. so I do that. Yeah, I don't think I've got any kind of anything past that. I mean, I used to be a real weird twitchy Tourette'sy kind of kid. I would like make really these, like I would like. Now I get into throat clearing, as was made aware on the podcast. <laughs> that's I've got like GERD or some shit. But then as soon as I started thinking about it, like, oh, there's a thing in my throat. Then I get obsessed with trying to clear my throat. Yeah. But, yeah, I chewed all my nails off. I would make these kind of, like, noises, like, mm. like I would, like, these weird grunts. Huh. And I don't know if that's – I don't know what that was. And kids got all kinds of shit yeah. wrong with them, you know? It's true. Your brains are just trying – like, nobody's brain is like, wow, this is how this works right out of the factory. Yeah. 
It's not you know you still got to program the VCR when you get it home. That's, that's the human brain can't just be like, "Yep, you're fine." Here, here's a whole world of weird shit going on, and just make sense of it. That's not. There's no way. That's just trying to make like being a psychologist or a therapist is is great because that's like being in a world. That's like being a, a mechanic in a world where everybody built their own cars. But nobody knows how to make a car. Like this is wrong. Like of course it is. You don't know how to make a car. Yeah. You have to have a car. But now you're coming to me because I'm like, my brain isn't right. Of course it isn't. Nobody explained to you that just because you're doing things with odd numbers or even numbers, the outcome will have some butterfly effect. Yeah. <laughs> but you got that in your head, and it's all tweaked out. So you go to them to get it tuned up. Yeah. So that. You know, maybe it's a bad analogy. No. People go like, I didn't put this together the right way. Don't worry. None of us have. None of us have put together the right way. I don't know how people could be uh, therapists and psychiatrists, like, just sitting and listening to people's problems all day. Like, to me, that's very exhaustive. Like, even my close friends or whomever, like, I want to be there and I want to listen. But, like... You know, if you were going through some shit and we sat down for 20 minutes and I really listened and lended an ear and then I had to do another 10 minutes at home because Katie, like, you know, just two friends, cumulatively 30 minutes, that would just mentally exhaust the shit out of me. But to think about having to do that eight hours a day to people you really don't even fucking care about. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, I know it's your that, job. Well, and again, it's like the comedy thing where it's like you have to have an interest in it. You have to love it. Mm-hmm. I always thought if I go to therapy, like the stuff I'd be going to therapy about, the therapist would just be like, fucking really? Yeah. Get your head out of your ass. And I'm like, sure they I, do feel that way. I'm sure, they're sure they got crazy stories. You of know, like, like, what am I really clogging up the schedule for? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been Especially to Especially L.A. Like, I, 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 I've been a couple times. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to it. I don't... I don't I'm not either, but I, I still got that kind of like, I don't need it. I'll figure it out. Which yeah. is somewhat of a macho thing, but also I think there is a little bit of like a... No, I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, there's got to be a balance. Like, you know, you can't be so thick-headed that, like, I don't need nobody's help. But at the same time, I do I need to talk to somebody about my anxiety when I go to a restaurant? Like, fucking rub some dirt on it and fucking walk it off. See, I, and I, I'm agreeing with you, even though I think we're probably both in the wrong. But yeah. a lot of, like, just, yeah. Fucking put a Band-Aid on your dick and yeah. get on with your day. I think that's – a little <laughs> bit of that is good. A little like self-sufficient like, no, I got it. Well, I can figure this and, out. And that's where somebody – I'm sure somebody would disagree. Like, you know, why would you want to callous yourself and harden yourself? It's like because calluses protect you from future damage. <laughs> yeah, because life's hard and if you let every little thing in your life be a huge event and bother you, yeah. you'll never get anything done, you'll never be happy. That's why I can't imagine like a therapist in LA. Yeah. Being like, I just have anxiety if I don't know if I'm supposed to be an actor or not. Here's something. Nobody's supposed to be an actor. Yeah. That's all. Oh, I had a set last. There wasn't anybody there, but I had a real fun set. And I was kind of Where was just, it at? That lyric. Oh, right, period. right. And I just dumped out about stuff. And I was like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know why I live in this town anymore. Like, I did, I got it. My dreams came true. Mm-hmm. I get to be a comedian. That's awesome. This town is silly about everything else. Like, auditions, like, you're Jacob right now. Sure, I'm Jacob. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like, but how everybody else, like how everybody's like fucking yuppies now, and everybody's a dog. Like, I don't think I like any of my friends anymore, just because they're all adults, and I don't know what happened. Where yeah. it's like, you want to come hang out with my kids and bitch about Trump? Fucking no, get fucking bent. Like everybody's an adult that way. Everybody's talking about all oh, about the political this and that. By the way, I, tomorrow I have to pretend to be Jacob, and hopefully I get a job pretending to be Jacob. <laughs> it's, stu- it's a stupid, stupid city. Yeah, filled with stupid, stupid business, and I can only imagine the amount of therapists, like the amount of eye rolling that must go on. Like, yeah, yeah. oh fucking, let me pat your little bottom. Things well, are gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and I know I'm not in the right well, here. No, we're wrong. We're wrong. Yeah. But these are our opinions. But just everybody's so far up their own ass. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now let's explore that. You know, I, and I know you can't always measure shit like this, but like, I just think like, did my grandfather, you know, who was fucking plowing a field just to mm-hmm. feed his family, you think he gave a fuck about his anxiety around show and show and you just fucking move on. Like, work big yeah, to small, not but, small to big. Yeah, but I'm also not going to look and be like, these are stellar examples of compassionate human beings. Of course, of course. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. I'm just saying, and again, I know I'm wrong in this, but I, I, I'm a big mm-hmm. proponent of you work big to small. Like, let's yeah. work on the big shit, and then if ever the time comes when I'm sitting in somebody's office paying them 120 bucks an hour to talk about something very minuscule, then I guess I'm, I'm doing pretty good. If this is my biggest fucking problem yeah. and I got to hire somebody to talk about it, like, I don't know. Dave Davidson <laughs> asked Wendy's baked potato, your thoughts. <laughs> trying to change, switch gears a little. <laughs> Been a while since I've had a Wendy's baked potato. I uh, a baked potato is a baked potato, in my opinion. I I, I never want one until mm-hmm. it's in front of me mm-hmm. and there's butter and all the toppings. Yeah. I'm like, boy, I love a baked potato. Yeah, but I'm never like, you know what I can go for a baked potato right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, like if I'm at a steakhouse and that's a side, like yeah, give me a load of baked potato and uh, mm-hmm. I'll get in there. But yeah. I, I never think to order one at Wendy's. It just never even dawns on me. Potato but, skins? Uh, I like a good potato skin. Like potato skins. Yeah. And when I eat a baked potato, by the way, I eat the whole fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just eat it like an apple. The no. foil and everything. <laughs> but no, I'll eat the skin like there's nothing left. Like when it's go time to eat a baked potato, I don't oh, yeah. fucking half-ass it. I get in there. You're like a, a lot of butter. like a Navajo. <laughs> a lot of sour cream. You use the whole potato. <laughs> <laughs> And if I'm too full to finish it, I take the skin home and make shoes out of it. <laughs> uh, Baked potato moccasins. <laughs> speaking of Wendy's, though, still uh, best burger, best mainstream burger in the game right now, that Dave's Double. <clears throat> best fast food burger? Mm-hmm, yeah, fast food. Other than like, um, well, eh. I'm coming around on In and Out. I used to not be impressed with In and Out, but I'm. I coming think the around. hype. I think the hype kind of buried him. But like Wendy, just solid, just consistent. Get that Dave's Classic Double with everything, man. Mm. I miss the Big Bacon Classic. Yeah, that's what. They now they got the Baconator. It's too much. Too much bacon. So too much sodium. Too much it's bacon. On the roof of your mouth. It's like yeah. you got to fucking Rusty Jones your mouth before you bite it. Yeah, I. On paper, bacon always like a, like a is Chevy, a good idea. But seventy-two Chevy quarter panel after winter. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. for that reference. Was it worth it? No, oh, I appreciate it. But yeah, uh, like I'm not mad when bacon's on the burger, but like it's not it's not as big a necessity as people like, oh, I bacon. think we're out of that era, era where everybody had to butt fuck things with bacon. Yeah. 
But bacon, bacon's the best. Bacon, the best. Be, be, be. Here's something to think about oh, with God. breakfast, man. Sausage. So I'll I'll take some sausage over some bacon any day. Oh, you want sausage on a burger? I like. It. <laughs> Ooh, didn't even think of that. Sausage, sausage patty. Sausage. That's patty. just an egg McMuffin. I mean, you could just, you know, you can just, you know, shuffle shuffle a couple sandwiches together, cartoon style. Yeah, like a Vegas dealer. <laughs> take yourself an, an egg McMuffin and a Big Mac and just. Yeah, have a hell of a sandwich. Yeah, that's fried not, egg on a burger. Yeah, oh yes, bet your ass. Yeah, more is not always better uh, on a burger. Like fucking, no. I, you don't gotta put a chicken finger on my goddamn hamburger. Let's all relax. Mm-hmm. You know, just a burger is great in and of itself if all the components are up to par. I love a breakfast burger. You know, they do like cheddar cheese, bacon, and a fried egg. Yeah, yeah, I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But, like, some of these fucking just Frankenstein burgers, like, just take it easy. I haven't been in a long time, but I remember being good. Red Robin. I have never been to Red Robin. You, you guys should go to Is a Red good? Robin. I remember being, like, thinking it's like, ah, it's one of these restaurants, burger places. It's always the in the mall. Yeah. They got a lot of types of burgers. Uh-huh. And I remember being like, these are good, like, not like, oh, we're going to fucking... Burn your house down, family style, fucking everything. It's like, no, here's a tasteful idea. You get your bacon, blue cheese, your Swiss and mushroom. Mm-hmm. But then a couple other little concoctions that were like, all right, you know, yeah. not bad. One more thing on burgers, and I'll say this. I never thought I would be uh, bragging on McDonald's. I will say they have changed, and they made it known. They changed their quarter pounder with yeah. cheese. They've improved the beef. They've made some adjustments. Pretty good. I the, the 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 McDonald's just quarter pounder cheese. It's a lot better than it was a year ago. I'm not gonna not. I, I, like fast food is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going there. Like whoa, this will not get a Michelin star for me. Yeah, uh, two cheeseburgers from McDonald's, or or a double cheeseburger. A double cheeseburger. About that quarter pounder though, it was too much meat. For the quality of meat that it was, the so quality's gotten better. better. Yes. Okay. The quali- All right. It's it's gotten a lot better, and All right. it's. Uh, it's it's not a Wendy's double, but it's it's a it's solid. It's it, solid it for McDonald's for like for like when it's low quality. I could take it in a, like certain amounts. That was too much low quality yeah. meat altogether. To no, I through. I agree. Just looking at it, you know that thing that's not very good. You want triple the amount? Yeah. No, man. I don't. Oh yeah, when there's like too much ground beef in a Taco Bell burrito. Yeah, it's just all yeah no muck. And fuck Jack in the Box, by the way. Just that's the Jack in the Box is the burger where when I'm eating it, I it's the one that's the most noticeable of like, oh, this is garbage. If I see somebody this is feeding garbage. their child Jack in the Box in daytime hours. Yeah. I'll call child family. It's service. garbage. It's bad. It's the the quality of the beef is so bad. Drunk, like you can taste drunk? it. Drunk, it does what it needs to do. Yeah. Well, it can, don't get me wrong. It's open. Before I learned that Del Taco is twenty four. Yeah. It kept me alive for a little while. Like two, those it keeps you alive now, but kills you in the long. Those two shitty tacos for a dollar when oh, I was in yeah, the van. Garbage. Yeah, I mean there were times I love, where, I, I where I'd them. eat that for lunch and dinner. Like, oh, I spent three dollars on food today. No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> not anymore, buddy. What else? Uh, what else walking in high White cotton. Castle has the Impossible Burger now. Yeah, which I didn't. I still refuse to try. White Castle's a rough choice. No, I like it. No, I like it too. Like but in it. the way of like, this is terrible. That and Crystal, a big fan. Both. You get diarrhea just looking at the bag. I love it. Got that 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 gray goop. A crave case. That beef goop. Steamed. Love Our it. burgers are steamed. Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sounds like you just held him in the shower with you for a while. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to go in the sauna with some steak. You guys want any of this? Oh, Travis Walker's got a good one here. He says, um, Dear Kyle and Dave, what are your thoughts on the current popularity of DNA testing kits? Like 23andMe and such. I've heard close accounts from friends who have discovered estranged and missing loved ones. Some of the data has helped to catch the Golden State serial killer and murderer DJ Freeze. That's a murderer? DJ Freeze? Huh. Kind of a good handle. But the flip side of the coin is that individuals are giving away their rights to their DNA. Yes. GlaxoSmithKline has recently purchased the rights to all of 23andMe's data for the next four years. They may use it to improve health care for all, but they could just as easily use it to play in research money only f- for conditions that are more prevalent in better insured populations. Ooh. I guess I don't understand. Like, what do I care if somebody does something with my DNA data? It's just giving up your information that then may... Uh, let me read the rest of this. Also, the availability of a DNA database further shrinks the shadow of anonymity left in the world for the conspiracy-minded out there. You know, so like now everything—it's like a very uh, dystopian future of like, well, DNA will mm-hmm. find whoever did what. Uh, there's the which on the surface is like, yeah, crime—that's great. But then, what are we deciding our crimes? You know, mm-hmm. somebody. As much as I. You know, hate to say it, like free speech protects people who are saying the things you disagree with as well. And mm-hmm. when we start treating that as crimes, yeah, or when maybe certain presidents like, oh, journalists, who, what journalists wrote this anonymous article criticizing the uh, the president? We'll find them, you know. Yeah, uh, there's a possibility for great societal benefit and folly with the seemingly innocuous te- technology. What are your guys' thoughts? Oh, I for what he's saying about. They could improve health care for all. Like, oh, gr- good. We have all of the DNA for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we know what does it. But, oh, here's wealthy people's problems. Mm-hmm. The DNA from wealthy people suffer from these things. Okay. So, therefore, they'll be able to pay for cures. So, let's focus on just cures for those wealthy people. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I get a pretty. I have. I'm trying to reconcile for myself that I have pretty low hope for the human race. Yeah. Yet, I'm having a great time. <laughs> uh, I, and I, I, I wish, I wish I was like in, ingesting more positive news about, and I know it's out there about groups of people are doing things that are good to help people, this and that. <clears throat> but more and more, this just seems like the, with minority report type shit, mm-hmm. you know, thought police and I don't. I, I was I was hearing murmurs about this about them like people accessing all this and how like the DNA mapping was not going to be a great thing. Hmm. About everybody knowing, you know, and, and then what about like with what China's doing with their social rating system? What are they doing? Oh, oh the Black Mirror type shit over there, where you get a. No. Every- Citizens get a rating like like, a, a like rating, an Uber now, rating. So now people can't get plane tickets because they don't have a certain so. What happens when they have access to DNA? Like, oh, you you both have DNA that's not healthy. We're gonna decide that you can't reproduce. Yeah, 
Whereas yeah. they were already making that decision. Yeah, in China. it's kind of some <clears throat> eugenic stuff. Yeah, so I think that's the question here. Is it starting to go? You know, when people now own the rights to that and can start steering societies in a certain direction, hmm. which I feel they will. Yeah, which I feel is what happens. You know, when we were talking about that movie the other day, the creepy line about how Facebook and Google can kind of dictate what people are seeing. You know. <laughs> And those are major things. Like Facebook is – that's what people do every day. That's them walking into the living room is Facebook. Yeah. And um, then they're going to dictate which news stories get omitted or included or pushed further to the forefront than others. That's fucked up. I know this is a slippery slope, but like sets a precedent. But going back to the – the government or whomever intervening and saying that you can't procreate. Mm-hmm. I could see some cases where that's not a bad idea. Oh, no, I, I, I absolutely. There's plenty of people. I'm like, no, you don't get a kid. Yeah. But I don't think it should be a law. But Okay. But especially like, well, then you're going back to the China thing with like the number of kids. But like you got eight kids from – Nine different fathers. I know that math doesn't no, add up, but that's a joke. Like, mm. hey, you can't – we got to step in. You can't have a ninth one. I'm sorry. No, my knee-jerk reaction is too many people on this earth. I got fucking – was I bitching about that? I read somebody's Twitter. Like, if you – I, I won't say who it is. But like, if you have the money – if you can afford an electric car – was I talking about that? Yeah. I was? All right. You can you can revisit if you, it. If you could afford an electric guitar or electric guitar, an electric car, and you don't own one, then you're an asshole. That's I'm somebody like, I know that said that. Yeah, okay. Somebody I know. I'm like, yeah, man. You had a kid living below the poverty line. You didn't have gainful employment. Do you still eat red meat? And you put a child in this world? Fuck you. Yeah. I'm gonna keep getting 11 miles to the gallon. <laughs> but you still go to factory farming, and you have put a kid that you couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Criticize mm. my life. Hmm. You know, that's like, yeah, I, I, there's too many people. I don't, I, I don't think, but again, it's not anymore my right to tell somebody that they can't have an abortion than it is to tell them they can't have a kid. Yeah. You Are there know? any regulations so, on that? Like in terms of like, mentally challenged people or whatever like i know there was like a movie the other sister or whatever something came out but like recently it, where people knew they were going to have if you know you're going to have a, a a mentally challenged baby because both parties are already like or just, can the government or just stop that's that? where it's leading to or yeah. just because you could test the fetus and go like oh yeah this kid has this thing so like is there any but i guess what i'm asking is is there any uh any cases or where do you somebody want has intervened? To be like the Nazis and kill your retard baby. That's what you're asking. Yes. All right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying. Is there any the cases question. where someone has been, uh, you know, prohibited from moving forth with a with not prohibited? Mm-hmm. But like, here's the information. Yeah. It's your choice. Yeah. Just as it's a woman's choice to not have a kid if she's mm-hmm. pregnant. Yeah. I can't be all pro-choice there. Because choice is choice. That also means like, well, you're having another kid. Yeah. But that's like, 
That's the proud, like you know, the, the Republican problem with people are like, well, I, I don't want tax dollars going for abortions, and you don't want tax dollars going for programs for when people do have the kids. It's like, so you want to protect the right of the baby until it's born, which I mean, it's like a Carlin bit or something. But as soon yeah. as that kid's born, fuck you, you're on your own. Deal with it. Learn how. Learn what hard work is. Pull yourself by your bootstraps. Yeah. Give it no advantage, even though you're like, but no, the mother should not have a choice. Yeah. It should be in the world, and now you don't have a choice. Yeah. Now you're fucking poverty stricken. But everybody gets the same chance. No, you don't. You're the no. seventh kid yeah. in a welfare family in a fucking shit school district. Yeah. That's not getting funding because nobody wants to throw the money that way. Yeah. So. No, hmm. I, 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 I. You want to have them kids? You get to have them. I don't agree with it, but it's not um, uh, something I can say you can't do. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Good question. Yeah. Serious one, Travis. Yeah. That was a good one, Travis. Well worded. Well thought out. Uh, lighten it up a little bit. Trixie Emerson asked Colin Dave if you were tasked with making a purposefully. Purposefully weird but delicious dish for a Christmas potluck. What would you make? Purposefully now, weird but delicious. Now, do you mean like like a novelty thing or just something that's a little, you know, that, that doesn't show up very often? My go-to for like a potluck or a party, if you want something that uh, no one else is going to bring, boiled peanuts. It's a great snack. I love a good pot of boiled peanuts. Weird. Easy as shit to make. Bring a big old pot of boiled peanuts to your uh, to your potluck. People will be high fiving you, uh, but like purposefully weird. Could you make a gingerbread house out of cold cuts? <laughs> yeah, I guess if you had some, you know, if you attach them with toothpicks, you know, something to some sort of or cheese foundation. Now that's that'd probably be better because a hard cheese is going to stand up on its own more than a cold cut. You know, or you could just carve the cheeses as a nativity scene. Yeah. Although, okay, cheese and cold cuts, not necessarily sliced cold cuts, but, you know, logs of pepperoni and kielbasas and, you know. Well, that, too, like, is the structure? Yeah. Like the four posts and then in between, like, a log cabinet, like, cheese sticks? Yeah. Dude, I think you're onto something. A yeah. cured meat and cheese gingerbread house. Or, like, or a nativity scene. Made out of meats and cheeses, and then the snow or something around the yard could be dips. soft cheeses and dips, or your yeah, your yeah. spreadables, yeah, crackers uh, as the shingles pull you off a cracker, scrape it through the yard, yeah, Boom. yeah, yes, that yeah. I'm gonna look up gingerbread house, but cheese. <laughs> yeah, try that, Trixie. Gingerbread house, but with cheese. Pass the cheese and crackers house. A savor, savory gingerbread house. It exists. Oh, it's beautiful. Look at this thing. That is beautiful. Look at they got Brussels sprouts for the bushes. <laughs> a little sprig of rosemary for a tree out in front. C- crackers for the windows. The chimney's a little rolled ham. A little prosciutto. <laughs> <clears throat> Fuck. All right. Well, it's nice to know that we're coming up with ideas that some people have executed already. (laughs) 
Sweet Jimmy T. Sweet Jimmy T. Oh, Sweet Jimmy T. If you two clowns ever got any real power and could add one new official <laughs> law to the books, what would it be? No law too big or small. That's a good question. If you could just – if you were mayor of Los Angeles for a week and you could pass mm. – there'd have to be some traffic stuff. I would be – I would have my police force writing tickets for people not using turn signals. Yeah. That's a big one. I mean, I know it's already a law, but like it's never enforced. But enforced, yeah, we want that enforced. Uh, get rid of all no right on red signs. Everything should be right on red, unless it's like a five point intersection where there's but, a reason those exist. They're blind right turns. No, there's so many of those are fucking bogus as hell. I'll use mine to override your law. The whole fucking left turn arrow thing, like when when the straight has got a green, but I'm trying to turn left and I'm sitting at a red arrow. In most other scenarios, you're entrusting me to yield. To oncoming traffic before I turn, why can't I do the same? I don't like this world that this question's opened up. <clears throat> You're just angry. A lot of stupid traffic laws out there. Yeah, I, my law would be when I'm going somewhere, nobody else gets to drive. <laughs> That's my law. <laughs> I want full fucking presidential access to the highway. That's the law. Another law I would pass, uh, I would make sure that uh, most of the eateries in my city had to be 24 hours. I don't like that L.A.'s the second largest city in America. And I'm annoyed, yeah. Good luck like, finding a good meal after midnight here. Mm-hmm. You know? It's supposed to be a big, hot, happening city, and shit's closing at 10 p.m. That, I agree with that, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, uh, there's more thought to this. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Uh, JC slash special cases. Oh no, that's an odd handle. Uh, what was the best Christmas gift you ever got as a kid? And then also, what about as an adult? What was the best Christmas gift oh, you got as a kid? Mom was always good with the Christmas gifts. Yeah. <clears throat> there was a lot of clothes trying to dress me up like the son they wish they had, but then there was always like the thoughtful, like, you know, they got me an acoustic guitar I got in the back room. They got me one. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like guitars. You don't have an acoustic guitar. It's an acoustic guitar. They're not musical people. Yeah. Or if it was a, but there was also, like, with a lot of information, what do you want? What kind do you want? Like, they were always, you know, in, informed, you know, tell me exactly what you want. Tell Santa what you want. Yeah. So, but they were good. They didn't skimp on Christmas. Even, yeah. Even when we were poor. Yeah, my folks Christmas were Christmas never like felt poor. We yeah. weren't poor. We were just, like... Lower middle class. Yeah, we were the same. We weren't poor. I never missed a meal, obviously. But uh, there was never like a lot of extra. Like, yeah. every nothing was taken for granted. Like, yeah. you know, my best. I remember uh, my best gift as a kid. I was a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid. I was just obsessed with pro wrestling. And when I was about eight or nine, this would have been in the mid '80s. Santa Claus brought me the. Big, it was probably two foot by two foot uh, toy replica wrestling ring, WWF uh, okay, wrestling ring, yeah. and about a dozen of the rubber. Oh, just ready for a twelve inch tall rubber Royal Rumble type. characters. Like in one gift, I got the two by two ring yeah. with like the ropes and the squishy canvas and the curtain, the the apron, like in the logo. So it was a regular wrestling ring about two 
two feet by two feet. And then I got Hulk Hogan. I got Junkyard Dog. I got the Iron Cheek. I got Big John Stud. I got the Road Wars. I got uh, and just like holy shit, like just <laughs> playing with this. That's like it's like the full kit. Like oh, yeah. you guys thought this one out. Oh man, that was. I I can't remember being more ecstatic about a gift as a child. Um, as an adult, uh, yeah, Katie last year got me a got me a record player and like uh, just went out and just bought a bunch of used albums. Didn't know anything about them, but she knew I liked Waylon Jennings. She knew I liked Johnny Cash. Just went out and bought a bunch of records and gave me a uh, a record player. I'm a big, you know, I know your thoughts on vinyl, but like when I had my own place, I had a nice collection and uh, a record player. But then uh, when I went back in the van, I sold almost everything. And it, that was the one thing that like, I was like, fuck, because uh, I didn't even have anywhere to put it, you know, it's like, and I needed the money. So I remember selling my, uh, somebody, a comic bought my, I think Jake Wiseman bought my record player. Oh, really? I sold my record player and a, and a whole grip of records to him. And then whatever I had left, I sold to Amoeba. And that was just like, God damn it. Cause I'm, I'm not materialistic. And, uh, but that was the one thing I enjoyed having. No, it's not, but it's like, this thing makes me happy. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I don't collect anything else. I don't care about electronics or clothes or whatever, but like records and that was my thing. And like to have to sell those was, was pretty heartbreaking. But last year, Katie, man, she came through, she got me the damn record player and a whole bunch of vinyl. So that's, that's a good gift as an adult. I don't. I, I don't need gifts. Yeah, you know. Try to. You know. I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Hmm. It's always been cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but Rachel just like get me something in the middle of the year. Like this looked like you would like this. I'm like, oh, thanks. But I can't. I don't have an example. Josh McAfee, what are your go-to breakfast cereal? Also on the subject, pop tarts or toaster toaster strudel. Um, in theory, toaster strudel is is a much superior product. Um, I were we th- just talking about breakfast s'mores. No, that wasn't with you. I was talking about. Could have been you golden grams and cocoa puffs, and then get marshmallows in there. No, I don't remember having that that talk. It's a good uh, idea, though. Yeah. What's your favorite cereal? Oh, let me finish this thought, though. Uh, toaster, toaster Strudel's a much superior product, but the problem with that is... You've got to do it yourself. Yeah, the, the icing and it's all, you know, there's something to be said about just a, a Pop-Tart also. I, I like a Pop-Tart. Who's still cooking a Pop-Tart? Room temp. I'll eat a Pop-Tart yeah, on the still, go. What fucking bourgeoisie still toasting a Pop-Tart? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, what's this? Uh, is it Fred 62 that makes their own yeah. homemade Pop-Tarts? Those are pretty good. Yeah, Fred's is a good job. What's uh what's your what's your go to breakfast here? And now not no health, no just just like No, I'm thinking off the top of my head. Not worried about know, nutrition. Golden grams. Golden grams. Just such a standard. Do they still make those? That was I, a staple I, when I, I was a kid. Cereal in years, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But golden grams. I like a golden gram. Yeah. I'm a uh coin toss between just classical Captain Crunch. Not the berries, not the weird wood, just straight up Cap'n Crunch or <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm-hmm. Goddamn Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And of course, it's just pure garbage, but, like, but man, tasty. Yeah, yeah, once in a while, I'd dip into like your Count Chocolates. My dad would always get excited about new marshmallow cereals. Huh. Not a childlike man. <laughs> Didn't communicate much unless it was necessitated, but would come home. Like he would do the grocery shop. He's like, 
Booberry's back. <laughs> and like I was at home, I was like 20, so he was 50. I'm like, all right, man. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> one of my best. Just get excited about that stuff. One of my best breakfast uh, experiences. Um, I don't know if I told this story. You put cereal in a pancake batter? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, mom did all the cooking. Dad never cooked. You know, dad was busy working, whatever. And uh, I was about nine uh, is when microwave sausage biscuits hit the market. Mm-hmm. And they still make them. Like the Jimmy Deans oh, yeah. come two in a pack. Not the best sausage biscuit, but... <clears throat> no, that's the cafeteria it, special. You but at that, 11.30 at night when you're stoned out of your mind and mm-hmm. you think, oh, boy, that sure would be good. It's nice to have those in the freezer. Anyway, long story short, those came on the market... And every time we'd go to the grocery store, me and my brother and my mom, we'd always hound her, oh, come on, sausage biscuits. She'd like, nope, 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 that's garbage. You're not eating that. You're not eating that. Well, when I was like nine years old, my mom got real sick, mm-hmm. and she was in the hospital for like a month. And uh, not to get all gloomy, but like she almost died. So I just remember after school, every day we'd go down and visit her, and dad was stressed out having to work and mm-hmm. haul us around, take care. And now he's thrust into all these new positions, like, you know, having to do grocery shopping and stuff that he's never done, you know, yeah. for the family. <sighs> and it was a pretty easy sell. Mom always lets us get these. <laughs> I, I, we told dad, and he was like, hey, I think his reflex was like, no, she's not going to, you know, I know that she doesn't want you to have those. But then he was started thinking like, okay, logistically, so I can make these two little goobers breakfast in 30 seconds. And he caved, oh, yeah. and that was such a victory. We were like, yes! And, uh, man, microwave sausage biscuits were a staple in our house ever since. And we were always like, man, so sorry you were so sick, Mom, and almost died. But silver lining, we're eating microwave sausage biscuits because <laughs> Dad's pretty cool. <laughs> so that was fun. We all have heart disease by the time we're 11. <laughs> but, yeah, I just remember, like, such a victory. Like, Wow. Um, Roscoe, this is a double up question, but this is interesting. Where he said uh, he asked about superstitions also, but he said also, have you have you considered weird superstitions from around the world as a topic? No, which is never something that entered into my thought pattern until I went to Korea, mm-hmm. and they believe in fan death. It was so hot when I was there one time, and no place had a ceiling fan. Because they thought circulated air was bad for you. Well, I told you the story about my Bell's palsy. The doctor said I got it from a ceiling fan. Oh, we did talk about that. When I was 21 years old, I got a case of Bell's palsy. And if you don't know what that is, it's, it basically I had a small stroke mm-hmm. in my face. And I didn't even notice it at the time. Yeah. I, I, I learned about that I had gotten it because at work one day I had had it and didn't realize it. And multiple people were like, why are you, why are you winking at me? Like, oh, started sliding. Like, up. what are you talking about? They're like, you just fucking winked at me. And in my mind, I was like, well, I didn't. I, I was blinking. You got gay bashed from your <laughs> bell's palsy. <laughs> and I was also, I started drooling. So it felt like the whole side of my face was like filled with Novocaine. And uh, finally, I went to the doctor the next day, and the only thing he could come up with, he was like, "Do you sleep under a ceiling fan?" And I go, "Yeah, I do." And he goes, well, "That's probably it." Do? I don't know. It's a bad. <laughs> well, there's a whole country that agrees that it's not healthy for you. It's yeah. called South Korea. Wow. <clears throat> but that was uh that one That one was a good one. Kyle Rondo. I'll take that name. Have y'all looked into Umau Mao? 
Umau. Papa Umau Mau. The surfing that? bird? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't heard it discussed to any length. Potential alien probe that was discovered very recently. Seems like something a couple of dipshits like yourself would have mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I should have read that one first. You son of a bitch, Kyle. We're, we're rascals as Kyle's. <laughs> no, I'm unfamiliar with that. I'm looking it up. But now. I'll put it on the list. Well, the SETI thing just started. Well, let, let's just do the easy old Wikipedia. Oh, no. Is this? While you're this looking wasn't at the up. weird thing they just saw moving that they thought was possibly an alien craft, but it was just some sort of meteor that passed by. The long thing that looked like a. Yeah, this is a. Uh... All right, you know what? That's a good question, but we should read more about this because it is curious. Uh, and we're not going to answer it just by telling you we're reading the Wikipedia article. We'll have it open and we'll <laughs> devote a whole episode to uh, fucking our way through that. Ian, would you rather fuck your girlfriend's body with your mom's brain or your mom's body with your girlfriend's brain? Fuck you, Ian. How about that? Ian, that's a terrible question. Yeah, go fuck yourself. For putting that into my brain, you asshole. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Look. Yeah. That was, I hope that's, that's not a real question. I hope Ian answered it for himself, and that's why he's had to put that in the world. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about this. Ugh. Nick Kazuski. I recently moved to Prague in the Czech Republic, and I was wondering if you knew about any places in Europe that are supposedly haunted. Yeah, it's called Europe. <laughs> P.S. It'd be super cool if you guys made more Boogie Monster t-shirts. We should work on that. Yeah. Go to that fucking bone church in What's Prague. That? It's a church made out of human bones. No. You look it up on your computer right now. Look bone church? Prague, Prague Bone Church. How do you spell Prague? P-R-A-G-U-E. Um, Edinburgh, everything there was haunted. Like the whole pl- – like the, the cities there just feel like, oh, yeah, this is where ghost stories started. Like you don't get a ghost story walking around. Yeah. The, um, the you know the United States as much you're not just like oh this is haunted Boulder Colorado <laughs> yeah that's creepy yeah as dog hell. go to the fucking bone church wow it doesn't have to be haunted it's a church made of human bones um I heard Prague's beautiful I hope you're enjoying it uh you know what give us any tips because mm-hmm. I would love to see that place but uh. I can only imagine some of the haunted war history and stuff that exists and just, you know, for a while there was Eastern Europeans were always portrayed as villains in movies, like hostile and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it went away from the Russians. Was that Prague? Where was that supposed to be set? That first one. I don't. I feel like it was Slovakia. Yeah, Croatia, somewhere like that. But, I mean, I think... Yeah, buddy, I think you're, you'll find plenty of haunted stuff. They got castles, dude. Yeah. They got straight-up castles. You got Stonehenge if you make it over there. Not necessarily haunted, but just something to see. I feel like we've probably asked this question before or touched on it, but, like, why does anything haunted have to be so old? Like, are there new haunt? Like, if somebody gets murdered in a hotel down the street... You know, next week could could there be a ghost floating around? Because it, it just adds the story. You're not going to go to a haunted Chipotle, 
But why not? What if something tragic happened there? Because it's still Chipotle. I get that like, we they, may not want to go visit it, but I'm saying in the rules because, and laws of ghostdom. Because most of them are fake, and so they're set in places that are already spooky. You go to a place that's already spooky, your eyes are going to play tricks on you, and your senses are going to be heightened. If you're just in a Chipotle after dark, you're smoking pot with the assistant manager, and it's not that scary. But if something tragic happened there could there be a ghost floating around that's Chipotle? kind of why poltergeist was creepy because it was just a plain old suburban house yeah yeah you know did you ever do anything with that bit was that that show up on a special the uh mm. the guy the, the ghost that haunts a studio apartment no that one's that was funny man didn't you make that like you turned that into like a 15 minute bit oh yeah well that's everything if i keep saying it for too long i, can't, <laughs> I don't know what to do William Peck asks, as professional comedians, how do you guys feel about a comedy club that does not serve alcohol and has a full weed bar? Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Very hard to make stoned people pay attention to your jokes. Especially when they're all stoned. And yeah. I remember when Denver first became legal and going there, bef- like having been there before, and then go back and like, oh, yeah, nobody can listen to a story that's over three minutes long. Yep. I mean, it's better now. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's a bad idea. Well, there's been shows, uh, that show Midnight Run. I think Andy Haynes ran it for uh, a while. Creek in a Cave. Where yeah, like, I did that. It was a disaster. Yeah, like all the comics and the audience get high as shit. Yeah, and it's a utter waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Good I mean, idea. I was like, no, it's not a good idea. I mean, it's a bad idea. In theory, it's an interesting idea, but it, you it's... You can do it, it once. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, well, that's like getting dug with high. I do that. I'm like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Has this ever gone well? This ever been fun? Hey, you know what I like about being high? Having cameras pointed at my face. I mean, I agreed to do it. Don't get me wrong. But I, I keep agreeing, like, maybe this time will be different. It's never different. You did one with Tommy Chong, didn't you? Weren't you guys on yeah, the same Yeah, Tommy episode? Chong showed up, and I'm high, and all I can think is, like, Tommy Chong's a crazy old man. Yeah. You know? Like, I just, weed, I'm fine with weed, but weed people are insufferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's not a miracle drug. It's good. I agree it has benefits, mm-hmm. but stop being like... But talk about something else every now and then. Oh, God. Brian Lee, Dave, what the hell? Seriously. I, I don't know, dude. It's a good answer. Yeah, just, I don't know, man. It's a hey, great, Hayden, it's a great question. you guys will do an episode with the girlfriends as guests? No. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel no. doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Katie doesn't care. No, you don't listen to this. <laughs> I saw some other, what was a good one here? Ryan Lawrence, a little late on this one, but if you guys were to make your own haunted house, the attraction's not a real haunted house, what kind of rooms, themes would you put in it? I, I wasn't listening. Uh, if you could make a haunted house, not an actual one, but like a Halloween haunted house. Okay. <laughs> I always had a joke that a good haunted house would be just your house that you grew up in, but you don't have to go through it as your dad, and every room would be you at a different age. Ooh. You know, like you'd have to look at you as a 15-year-old yelling at yourself as your dad. Like, well, if you wouldn't let me support me, you'd let me build a skateboard ramp in between our garage and the neighbor's garage. And that's how I'm going to get good. But you won't. So I'm never going to get good at anything. I'm not even trying anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah, my kid sucks. Is that a real conversation y'all had? I like, it's <laughs> More thoughts. I never said it out loud. But, <laughs> but the idea that like you'd have to like look at yourself as a child from your parents' perspective. Huh. So you'd walk through your own house. Oh, well, that's... We could clearly hear him masturbating. Yeah. He's wearing headphones, and that's a bad idea yep. when you're doing a private activity. You can't hear yourself. Can't that. Yeah. Just, just being an adult going, how many times has it been this evening alone? 
please stop doing this to your body in our tiny house. Like that, like have you ever thought about that? Man, speaking of that, how much that's what people like your parents absolutely knew how much you beat off. You know, I didn't. This is personal, but it's the bonus. You know, I didn't jack off till I was eighteen. I mean, I tried. For some reason, (laughs) this is what I did. I don't. I was fucking dumb, man. How did you not succeed? I would. This is how stupid I was. For some reason, I would try it. Did you hold your hand still and when I was when I was flaccid. I was like rubbing, uh, and I didn't stick with it long enough to change that. And I just remember a couple seconds in, like this sucks. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? <laughs> like I never worked uh, up a, a nice bone. Uh, I would just like, all right, all my friends are talking about this, and and I would just. Just stroke my limp dick oh, God, and Dave. then get bored ten <laughs> seconds later. I was unf- <laughs> oh. And then one day when I was eighteen, uh, and I'm not gonna tell you what spawned this on the air, but uh, one day it just all clicked and I was like, Oh, got it. Well, <laughs> this sounds crazy too, but also part of the reason was like uh I did pretty well as a teenager. Boning? I started pretty early, so there wasn't like these huge gaps of like celibacy or whatever. Where like, you where I just before you jerked off. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, dude. I think I told you I got my first HJ when I was thirteen. She was twelve. Oh no! Technically, I got an HJ from a twelve-year-old. Uh, see, you and give, I started. You give people these sound bites, and I started boning when I was bring fifteen. Them up in court. Started boning when I was 15, and I was a victim. Uh, I was a survivor of uh, statutory rape. She was 18. Oh, boy. Yeah, survivor. <laughs> but, yeah, so I was... go to a therapist. I, st- <laughs> I started real early, so there wasn't... Like, and I always had, like, a steady girlfriend. I had 10 years of practice before I got laid. And and then, like, you know, in between, you know, there'd be times where I'm like, all right, let me let me see what's going on with this with this jacking off thing. And I just... It just never... I was like, ah, I, I'm doing something wrong. I don't know. Oh. And I just gave up on it. I was doing something wrong. <laughs> I was yeah. definitely doing something wrong. <laughs> what, what, well, right. Another boner. Well, we know how to get When's rid of When's the first these. time you jacked off? I don't. I don't remember. I think yeah. it's eighth grade. Yeah, seventh grade maybe. No, younger than that. I don't know. I was a real fucking monster. <laughs> Oh, like you talk about obsessive compulsive disorder. Like, when do you know it goes from just being a teenager to stop doing this? Yeah, see, I, I I missed out on that. I never, you know, I was never the fifteen year old who was just jacking off six times a day. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna go bone my twelve year old girlfriend. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. We need to just cut out the last ten minutes. Yeah, sorry about all that. <laughs> Ian Bowers wants to know, is our Patreon money going towards Dave's Arson Legal Defense Fund? Shut up. Take arson out of it and just say Legal Defense Fund at this point. <laughs> well, what, are we, what else we got? One, you want to do throw, one more? Throw another one uh, there? Eric Price asked Dave, Kyle, what do you think is the worst trend in comedy these days? Ooh. The, the yeah. amount of people, the amount of tourists in comedy. Well, we talked a little bit last time on. The, I'm not a huge fan of the roast battle. Like, if the, yeah. you know, I'm not going to shit on Somebody, it. If that's what you want. Uh, that's fine. But like, just <clears throat> I, I just feel like a generation of newer comics are being taught that that's what comedy is now. Like, just 
schoolyard dissing. Somebody, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I could still have that. Somebody made a video, and I want to find it. Oh, this guy, Jay Christopher. Joke was it's just this guy. He's like uh, making fun of comedy now, but like part of me, I was like, I should be offended, but it's real funny. He's like, you know, he's like holding the paps with a beard and like, uh, well, I, I mentioned that I'm a scumbag a lot. You know, I let people know about that. And I also do. I call it. Uh, I call it. Uh, what's what's he called? He's like, uh, I call it uh, description and emotion. That's right. It's uh, my style of comedy. I'll be like. Uh, it's like I was laying in my blanket. Uh, I was like a burrito made of despair. You know, I was doing that. Like, and I did like that was the Patton Oswalt thing, and yeah. then that was the most mimicked like mm-hmm. uh, an object that's an emotion. You yeah. know, I'm just like a toilet bowl filled with t- sadness. You know, yeah. And he made fun of it pretty well in this video. I'm like, all right, yeah, I got to give you that one. That was funny. One thing I can't fucking stand. Is uh, maybe I'll let it slide at an open mic where you're clearly working on new stuff, mm-hmm. but in any other performance, fucking comics whipping out their cell phone and just casually scrolling through the notes and what else did I? I mean, how about you perform there, a little bit? If you were going up there with written notes anyway, but like at a show, like I don't want to see if somebody paid money to see the show, I don't want to see the headliner up there just casually. What else do I, I want to talk I, about? Scroll through. I, part I, of comedy is remembering your fucking material. Aesthetically, I don't like it easier e- either. But if somebody's going to go up there with notes and I don't mind, I can't get mad at the phone. I've seen people record specials with notes. <laughs> really? Oh, I have too. Yes. We don't have to talk oh my god, dude! It's not an open Some mic. You're on just HBO. Overwhelmed with the idea. Of yeah. Doing a special. Yeah, that's. Uh, I need to let people know I'm not too rehearsed. Yeah, well, we hey, got it. Why, why even put pants on? Yeah, yeah. With my fucking jammies, and I didn't even brush my teeth. Yeah. Speaking of which, fucking no shorts. And if you're gonna wear a hat, I know you wear a hat, but you're different. Like you're, you do a lot of dive bars and stuff, but like, just comedy club with shorts and a backwards cap or a fucking tank top. I did a show with a guy wearing a fucking tank top. Not that I'm Jerry Seinfeld wearing a suit, but put forth a little effort. Respect the stage a little bit. Respect the stage. Anyway, I put my dick in my 12-year-old girlfriend. Don't worry, I was 13. Look at this guy with shorts on, not respecting the theater. It's not. Not respecting the presentation. That's not in my act. Our parade of dick jokes. I never did too many dick jokes. All right. Well, I don't know what else. Alexandra Onesto. Dave, mm-hmm. what's the biggest disaster you've ever made? Oh, my God. Uh, she's talking food. I would say a destroyed home. Um, <laughs> Burnt or taste. And then she asks, Kyle, would you have eaten it? Okay. Big, worst, uh, biggest folly in the kitchen, I guess she's. Man, I made some fisherman stew about six months ago, and I smoked a lot of the fish, and it just didn't work. Really, it just didn't work. I was very disappointed. Is it? But if it, like not work for you, where it didn't turn out the way you like, but it was still people would be like, "This is still good." Just, I no. could, I could see how. I mean, it wasn't awful. I could see how some people would eat it and be like, "Oh, I like it." I just, I hated it. I just didn't like it. Just didn't, didn't yeah. come together. I, I got a bunch of like sh- cheap white fish smoked it and then uh 
Also, also had some smoked oysters and uh, just, I don't know, it just didn't come together. just tasted – that's the thing about stews and soups and stuff. And as much as I've been making chili lately, well, it's just it, – you could compare it to like doing stand-up. You know, you do the exact same jokes in the exact same manner on Tuesday night as you did Monday night. And it killed on Monday yeah. and you bombed on Tuesday. And the same thing with like soups and <laughs> stews. Same ingredients, same methods, same everything, and sometimes it just doesn't turn out right. It just goes sideways on you. Yeah. Well, I probably would have tried it. Yeah. It's all right. But... Well, cool. Um, we answered a lot of these. Yeah, we got to most of these, and once we didn't get, we'll, uh, we'll save them and do them next month. How about that? How you like that shit, huh? I like that shit. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> the Boogie Monster. 